series. Each time I do a series, I, I think that this is the most impactful series that I preach till God gives me the next series. <laughs> and then I realize that maybe this is the most impactful series. I think that if we take this one and try to comprehend it, uh, it would change our lives, our approach, our understanding. So, so even begin, uh, before I begin, just say, Lord, open up my eyes. Lord, open my eyes. Open, open my eyes. It is God's kingdom agenda. God has a kingdom agenda. And I think that not just new mission, but as the churches hold throughout the world, we have lost the kingdom concept. We have a church concept. We have a religion concept, but not a kingdom concept. Unless we have a kingdom concept, we are missing out on God's best for our lives. Because we don't understand what God is up to, what he's doing, and how we play a part into what he is working out within the world this very moment. And then we will believe that Satan is in control. <laughs> Why? Why? Because, because we can see what he's doing. But I want you to know today that God is sitting on his throne. He is perfectly in control. And everything is going the way he wants it to go. And God has us as part of his kingdom agenda. And when you know that, you can walk in confidence. I'm not going to get far today. I, I, I'm just... I'm just going to try to lay the foundation because, because I have to build upon the foundation so that there would be a shift in our thinking, a shift in our understanding, a shift in our, watch this, worldview perspective because we got a worldview and not a kingdom view. The text I want to deal with is familiar text, but don't go ahead of me, because I may not go where you're going. It is Matthew chapter 16, beginning in verse 13. Beginning in verse 13. Hmm. Reading out of the Amplified Bible, it reads as such in our hearing. It says, now, when Jesus went into the region of Caesarea of Philippi, he asked his disciples, whom do you say that the Son of Man is? And they answered, some say John the Baptist, others says Elijah, others says Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you yourself say that I am. Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him and said, blessed, happy, 
fortunate to be in thee, are you, son of Barjona. For flesh and blood, man, have not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I tell you, you are Peter, Greek, Petro, a large piece of rock, and on this rock, Greek Petra, a large rock, a, 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 a mountain of a rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades are hell. <coughs> the power of the inferno or the power of the under region shall not overpower it, but be strong to its determined to hold out against it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, even now as we humble ourselves under your mighty hand, allow your shakana glory to fall fresh on me. Give me preaching, teaching power. Father, just every word or every thought or every concept, every guided, empower it. Let it be seeds in our lives that truth may pop up. Lord, give us listening ears. Open our eyes, our hearts, our spirits, that we may receive what you are saying. Lord, just like the song the choir sang, Lord, we welcome you. Because unless we welcome you, you won't come in. So, Lord, we welcome your presence, even now, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We in the Western world don't understand kingdom. We, we, we live in, in a republic. We live in Democrat. I, I think that Trump is finding out that we don't live in a kingdom because... <laughs> Because he tried to make some king moves, but I think he found out that he don't have that type of power, even, even with his own people. He don't have, because there's checks and balances. We don't know to live in a kingdom, in an empower. We have never experienced that type of, 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 of living where the king and, and, and their royal blood and they have complete sovereign power. In the day of Jesus, in the day that the Jewish people, they understood that David was king and there was nothing. Whatever he said happened. They, they knew empowers and they would take over. The closest we got is Britain. And even then, they don't have absolute power. There are things behind the, the, the representative of the queen and the king and, and all, they, all they are is really the representative of the power behind them. But even then, we are impressed. Their news get over here. If, if, if little baby Prince smile, it makes the news. <laughs> if he catch a cold, it makes the news. Why? Because there's something within human beings that is attracted to royalty. Attracted to kingdom. 
Even though we don't understand the concept really correctly, we are attracted to it, we are drawn to it. Part of it is because whether you know it or not, if you are in Christ and even if you're not, you're part of a kingdom. Amen. What you don't understand is, is that we're God's children, which means that right now, if you are a Christian, you are royalty. What we don't understand is because we have gotten used to doing church. We are used to doing religion. But Jesus did not come preaching church. He came preaching kingdom. In fact, kingdom in the New Testament is used 68 times. When you see what he's preaching, he comes preaching the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And Matthew is the only one that uses the kingdom of heaven. And you can interchange kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God. So, so, so his paradigm, what he was saying is impactful because what he's saying is a new kingdom has now entered into this kingdom. And I am calling out my subjects out of darkness, and I'm bringing you into light, and I'm giving you power to withstand the kingdom that you're in. (laughs) This is, this is, there's a whole lot of us that are saved, but we still operating under the edict and the principle of Satan's kingdom. There's only really in God's aspect two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of Jesus Christ and there's the kingdom of Satan. And you and I are either in one or the other. Uh, Watch me go a little bit deeper. You You are either operating in one or the other. Listen, you can be in the kingdom of God and don't know how to operate in it, so we are still operating in a different kingdom. I've been to Caesarea Philippi, and it's funny, I never noticed this before, but in our text, it says region or territory, not so much one place, but in this whole region, there is a spell over this whole region. I've been there, and I see the cave. I've I seen it's at, the, it's at the bottom of a mountain, and it's pure rock. There's a big cave that is on the left-hand side that has a string that is flowing in it or out of it. And, and, and in this rock is carved shells where they would set up their idol gods. Uh-huh. It was known in that time as being one of the most dumb, one of the most demonic places on the face of the earth. When Jesus went there, it's outside of Israel. It's in the Gentile. Everybody knew about this, not just this place, this region. It's strange that this place controlled the region. (laughs) While I was there, I asked the God, I said, 
Do you think that Jesus brought the disciples here? And, and if you can find the picture, bring it up. Kathleen had the picture this morning. I said, do you think that the, Jesus brought the disciples here? And the teacher said, he didn't have to bring them to this exact spot. If he just brought them to the region, to the territory, the influence of the spot was so strong that, that they would have feared just coming in the region. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Hear me. Listen, listen. It wasn't the, just the spot. The spot has so much power that it affected the whole region. So you didn't want to go in the region because of what was happening in the spot. It represented the seat, the power base of Satan. It was believed that the demons would come out of this cave and, and, and go into the earth and call havoc. It was the entryway they believed into Hades or the underground world. All of them believed this. All of them knew this. And Jesus picked this spot to take them and ask them the most important question of his ministry. Listen, it wasn't the miracles that was so important. Listen, the most important thing is, who do you say that I am? My, my, my. I'm confused. Why go here? Why not go to the temple? Why not go to the synagogue? What he was representing is, is that I have now come to invade, to infiltrate the kingdom that has set itself up over this world. I have now come to take over. Uh, Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He introduced something else new. At this point, there is no Elkasia. He never said the word Elkasia before. Elkasia is not an Old Testament word. It's a New Testament word. Elkasia means called out ones. He is talking about you and I. Listen, this building is not the church. The pews you sit on is not the church. If you are in Christ Jesus, you are the church. This is the building that the church comes to. But you are the church. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're the church. You're the church. If you're in Christ Jesus, you are the church. It means called out ones, called out of the power of darkness into the power of light. That's a rendering of the way it looked in that day. And what is still there is the shells, is the carving, is the cave. They, they used to take babies because their, their, their action was to please these demons. And they would take live babies 
and sacrifice the baby, pour the blood, and throw the baby. In the, in the water, in the stream. I mean, how evil. And this is where Jesus makes his bold statement, and he empowers the disciples, and he's really empowering the church, saying that hell's gate can't keep you out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What he's saying is, it's not you running from the devil. It's the devil trying to keep you out of his territory. It's not the devil invading you. It's you invading Satan's territory. The problem is, since we don't think kingdom, we think church. We're running from the devil instead of the devil running from us. We don't understand what our assignment is. We don't understand that he has a pop. Fortresses were set up, and it was funny because we would walk through these fallen fortresses, and there would still be residue or remnant of, of these fortresses set up. And there's towers, and the towers would have gates. I thought if you break through the first gate, you're in. Guess what? I was wrong. There would be a watchtower gate, an inner sanctum of a room where they have their best fighting man, another tower, another gate, another big room that got their best fighting man, then another tower with another gate before you get in. So watch this. If we broke through the first gate, we still have to fight. Because what is waiting in that room is their best, baddest dudes waiting that when we break through, we would have to take them out, then break through the next gate. Hold on. Then after that, there's a room for another best, baddest guys that's fighting us. So now we have to fight through another gate. And you wonder why your prayers is not being answered right away? You wonder why it's a process to get to you? Because the way you break through the gates is by your faith. We are fighting with spiritual strongholds who don't want to give up territories. Jesus stands right here, and what he's actually saying is, when you become part of the church, you have now been translated into a new kingdom. You are not of the kingdom from which you used to be, which means you shouldn't operate by the same principles. I'm just trying to set us up. I'm just trying to set us up. Watch this, watch this. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 12, Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 to 14. It says this in the American Standard, giving thanks to the Father who has made us meet to be partakers 
of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Turn to your neighbor and say, you a saint. You a saint of light. I saw something, and I, 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 it was amazing. I saw this person have a match, and then had it in the dark room, then shine a light on the match, and the, and the match was, was lit. Guess what? His hand cast the shadow. The match cast the shadow. But did you know that fire don't cast a shadow? <laughs> so when scripture says that there is no darkness in life, what it literally means that there's no darkness at all. That a light cannot, a, a, a match of fire cannot cast a shadow. I mean, I mean, how did he know this before people knew this? And what God is saying is that in us, in our spirit, there is light. There is no darkness in your spirit. Now, the problem is our own nature gets in the way of our spirit. We are spiritual beings that is having a natural experience. The problem is we think we're natural beings having a spiritual experience. But if you are saved, you are now a spiritual being that can walk in the spirit and you're living in a natural world, but you overcome it by your spiritual principle. So quit acting like the people of the world. That system don't work for us anymore. Hold on. What's this? Who delivered us? What's this? Out of the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom. The kingdom of God is right here, right now. Matter of fact, it's inside of you. It operates on you and for you and through you if you operate it. There's power. There's glory. There's authority in you. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me prove it to you. Some of y'all looking like y'all don't believe me. So I got, I got to prove it to you. I got to, I said, Luke 17, verse 20 and 21 says, Now when he asked, when he was asked by the Pharisees, when was the kingdom of God come? The physical kingdom, setting up Israel as the number one nation in the world. He answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. I mean, you can't see it with your eyes. Your natural being can't receive what I'm doing. You're not going to see it with your natural eyes. You're not going to hear it with your natural ears. You can't smell it. You can't taste it. And you can't feel it. But you can sense it in your spirit. Look what he goes on to say. He says, he says, 
you can't go see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is with How can I say this? The Lord wants to make himself more real to us. But in order for him to make himself more real to us, we got to step out and trust him. For a lot of us, the reason why we don't see more of God, because we don't put ourselves, we don't allow him to take us to the point that we crucify self so Jesus can rise up. We, we, we won't take nothing. We won't put up with nothing. Well, listen to what I'm saying. You know, you can't be quick to jump to your own defense all the time. If you're going to fight all of your own battles, then you're not letting God fight your battles. At some point, we got to let God do what he said he's going to do. Listen, nobody likes going through the test. But until we allow our faith to pass the test, we will not experience more of God. What I realize is this. The test is the pure from heart. Can I, can I say that again? Unless you pass the test and let God prove himself to you, you don't see the reality of him being with you, in you, through you. If you don't walk in faith, God can't, won't show up because he just don't take over. He shows up when we invite him. And watch this. And if you invite him, you got to wait until he manifests himself. Because he wants to know, do you really believe he's going to show up? Your faith is strengthened by the waiting. And when he shows up and blow your socks off with your shoes on, you say, oh, my God is awesome, God. The, the Beatitudes. Many people think it's talking about heaven, but it's really talking about spiritual principles now. How to, do, how to conduct ourselves now. One of the things he says, he says, he says, the pure in heart shall see God. He ain't talking about heaven. I don't know about you, but as God is working on me, my vision, my understanding of who he is is getting clear. Now, now hold on. Hold on. What I realize is I'm not seeing him with my physical eyes, but I sure am seeing him with my spiritual eyes. Now, my spiritual eyes is connected to my spiritual heart. So as God purifies my heart, I see more of who he is. The more I see who he is, the more I'm able to walk in faith. As I'm walking in faith, I don't mind praising him because I'm reminded what he has already done. And since he's done it in the past, I know he'll do it right now. It is kingdom of God right now inside. Somebody say, take over. Take over. There ought to be a takeover mentality 
There ought to be a test. I was talking to somebody in the office, and they said that here they was, had their plan all laid out, and they was getting ready to, to, to begin to pursue their vision and what God is calling them to do, and which means that they, had a, they, they got two jobs, and they had to cut down some of the hours. But they said as soon as they made their mind up that they were going to do what God told them to do, that second job offered them more time. He said, started thinking about, I can pay off my bills quicker. With more time, I can, I can, I can do more things. We can take more trips. Hold on. But then God give you a vision that he wants you to pursue, which means that you can't work more hours. You can't be working too full-time. And now, isn't it funny that the moment you decide to follow your vision, all of a sudden, the job offered you more work hours. And now you're afraid that they may even fire you if you don't work the hours they give you. Satan don't always come with sin. He comes to deter you from your purpose. I'm a thief. Satan is a thief. Satan is a thief. That's why in John 10, 10, Jesus said, the devil is a thief. Listen, I'm watching TV, and this, this detective, was, he, said, he said, if a person breaks into a house and steals once, don't think that's the only time they're going to steal. He said, robbers make a living from robbing. He said, he said, he said, he said, when you at work and thinking about work, they think about how they're going to rob you. They're working, but they're working to take what you work for. Oh, they thinking, but they're thinking how they can break in. They got an agenda. They got, so, so I said, Satan is working to steal what God wants to give to you. He has a whole agenda laid out. Now, watch this. I'm a thief, right? Just for the moment. <laughs> and you're, you got a watchdog. The problem with your watchdog is he is preoccupied with chasing his own tail. <laughs> Something he would never catch. But for some reason, he has this obsession with chasing his own tail. So as long as he's chasing his tail, I don't have to worry about him being your watchdog. Because he's not really acting like a watchdog. I don't care what you call him. He's not acting like a watchdog. He's chasing his tail. So I could go into your house, steal all your keyboards, tell the dog, good doggy, and walk out with your keyboards. The reason why I could do that, because your dog is busy running in circles, chasing his own tail. Is there anybody in the house chasing your own tail? Chasing what you would never catch because you're chasing what God didn't give you. It don't have to be wrong. It's not about purpose. 
not about what God has called you to do. It's not about his kingdom. So, so watch it. As long as he got me chasing the wrong word about the wrong, I'm saved, but I'm still in bondage. In my mind, I come to church. I'm a church Christian, but I'm not a kingdom Christian. Because kingdom invades every part of your living that you understand that is about his kingdom agenda and you got an excitement on you. <laughs> if there's a kingdom, there's a king. And his name is Jesus. And if you let him be, he'd be the best thing that ever happened to you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Watch this, watch this. Watch this. What I'm discovering, he would be as real as I allow him to be. Did you hear that? That he would be as present as I allow him to be. So, so if, if, if I just want to experience him at church on Sunday, if the only time I invite him in, is on church on Sunday, guess where I'm going to have a Jesus experience? On church on Sunday. So I can do what I want to do come Monday at work. He brought him here to say, everybody in the world is influenced by the power you're scared of. But I came to let you know that you don't have to be influenced by that in mind. Though we are in the world, we're not of the world. You have kingdom power. Watch this. Kingdom rights. Kingdom benefits. Kingdom authority. Kingdom dominion. Kingdom experience, kingdom benefit, kingdom favor, kingdom blessing. But watch this. I, I won't experience any more than I allow him as I walk in my kingdom authority. Now, how can I say this? I think the problem of the church is not that we... Well, most of us yeah. openly reveal the problem is we don't know no better. That's right. That's it, right there. We don't know. It won't listen to the it, it's, it's a, it's a, and it's more than listening. The Holy Spirit is the one that opens up our eyes to His truth. So unless the Holy Spirit is help teaching me and showing me, I can't see what he's talking about. But watch this. But watch this. But watch this. Watch this. But what should happen is, once I trust him a little bit, I taste and see that the Lord is good. Uh, Y'all with me? Is anybody in the house that have tasted 
that the Lord is good. No, no, I said, that should whet my appetite for some more. But, but, but what I said, in order to get some more, there's some things I might have to get rid of. Someone told me, they said their grandmother used to make the best pancake. Not pancake, pound cake. There's a big difference between pancake and pound cake. <laughs> used to make the best pound cake. But they said, if they ate junk before they get to their grandmother's house, no matter how good her pancake, Thank you. <laughs> Pound cake. Maybe. I got to say that if y'all was awake. <laughs> Pound cake. Maybe. Because they're full of chips and they don't want the pound cake. What I discovered is that I got to get rid of some things to make room for what he has for me. I, I got to come to church hungry. I got to read the word hungry. I got to praise him hungry. There got to be an already desire in my heart that I want to see more of him. Whatever it takes, I need more of him. If he's this good at this level, I want the next level. If, if the entree is good. I want the whole meal. If the salad is good, I know the steak is going to be better. Hold on. Some of us has gotten satisfied on the appetizer. Wait a minute. The appetizer isn't the meal. That's the pre-meal. That is to let you know that some better stuff is coming. Listen, if I'm at a restaurant and the appetizer blows my mind, I don't want to eat all the appetizer. Because the appetizer, will feel, that's just for you to nibble on. That's for you to share. So. When you share, and if the appetizer blow your mind, say, I can't wait. And if you got a real good restaurant, they bring you the salad, not with the rest of the meal, but by itself. What they do is teasing you now. Say, I know you're going to like the salad, but guess what? You ain't taste nothing yet. So you sit there. They eat the salad. And then you wait and say, the salad done blew my mind. If they did the salad this good, I know my main dish gonna be better. You know what they was doing? Wetting. God been wetting our appetite. God been wetting your appetite. You know what I believe? We done got full off the salad. We done got content with a bite of that appetizer. We haven't even gotten to the main course. Matter of fact, hold on, hold on, hold on. God is so awesome 
He got five courses before you get to the main course. I know you're right. I know you're right. He's looking for somebody who's hungry. He's waiting on somebody who wants to walk in his kingdom and see what power is there. He's waiting on somebody that said, hey, he's not good sometimes, but he's got... Now, the problem is this. You might have to wait for it to show up. I don't care what nobody say. I don't want a microwave turkey. Something's wrong with that picture. Not a turkey, maybe a turkey sandwich, not a... (laughs) When God got a blessing for you, he allowed that blessing to create its own gravy. Good meat. I mean, real good meat will create its own gravy. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, I mean, when you're cooking it just right, you don't have to go to the store and buy a canned gravy, a jar of gravy, because that piece of meat placed in the oven. Got to leave some dripping. And the dripping, you put some flour in it and create some. If you do it right, the gravy tastes better than the meat. Blessing, not a dry blessing, but a dress with a blessing that got gravy, got everything you need right in it. I might have to wait on it, but it's worth, it's worth, it's worth, it's worth, it's worth the wait. God is trying to do is make himself so real, so good that the stuff that Satan dangles in front of us don't even look good. It's a counterfeit. It's a knockoff anyhow. My brothers and sisters, won't he take care of his children? Won't he bless faithfulness? Doesn't he bless obedience? Doesn't he have the best in mind 
for you and for us. One of the things that God keeps on challenging me at is this. Tracy, trust my heart towards you. I know you don't see what I'm up to. But more than anything else, I'm molding you. Know that in the going through. The through is not forever. It's through. Ha ha ha. My sister said it. She said, there's something. Matter of fact, the, 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 the meat with the gravy is on the other side. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And while you're on the journey, he'll give you a smell. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what I love about good cooks is not only tastes good, it looks Look good. good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I don't care how good it tastes. If it don't look good, I'm not going to taste it. Amen. Oh, y'all didn't hear that. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Presentation means everything. Hold on, let's, 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 let's go someplace else. You walk in the house. Hold on, hold on. It looks good, uh-huh. but it don't smell good. Something wrong with it. Huh? Something wrong with that. Huh? Something wrong with that. So you mean that your nose tells me everything. <laughs> huh? You don't eat that's why you don't eat chillers. Me either, but <laughs> what God would do to encourage you on your way. If you're sensitive to the spirit, yes. if you're waiting on him, he said, smell it. Oh, yeah. But say, say, look at it. In your spirit, you know something is about to happen. Now, watch this. Saying in the wait is trying to deter you because it doesn't feel good yet. Right. You, you get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And, if you, and if you are used to being in the flush, the reason why some of us can't get more blessed because you keep on running your mouth. God is about ready to fight your battle with your enemy and you jump in the fight. My, 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 my. Some of us, it's cocked and loaded for a fight. And as long as you cocked and loaded, you're not going to see the salvation of the Lord. Maybe the person that you just cussed out was a person God wanted you to witness to. If you keep on walking with God, when you are at your worst, God will give you just enough to pick you up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God will send you something to let you know the blessing is this way. You know, and this is my belief. I believe you got to be looking for God. Amen. 
I got, I'm looking for his hand. I'm, I'm looking for his blessing. I'm trying to read his movements because I need to know that God is in the frame of the picture. Yes, sir. And God always let me know he's up to something. He'll show me. He'll show you. He'll show me. That is him that keeping you. Yes, sir. Matter of fact, you just went through a trial. Yes, the only reason why you didn't feel it because your eyes was on me. But he'll say, say that was meant to kill you because you was trusting me. I walked you through it and you didn't feel nothing, did you? Folks was talking about you, but somehow you kept on praising me yes. and it didn't even bother you they was talking about Not you. Well. Not a one. Somehow, you, you, you had financial problems, uh -huh. but then I take care of those bills, Everyone. and somehow yes, it sir. was taken care of Plus right on time. Yes, sir. Then I opened up the door for a job yes, right did. when you needed it or the, the most. Yes. And even though you was fretting back there, don't I got you? Yeah. Didn't I prove that I got you? Won't you praise me even more now? All day. Yes, sir. What we don't understand is our experience with him in the journey is better than the destination. Yes, sir. Kingdom. Kingdom is about the journey. And he said, the more you trust in me, the more I can use you. You know what's so awesome about God? He wants to show up in a supernatural way and show out in a supernatural way that you can't help but know he's right here, right now, and he's more real than real. Oh, y'all didn't hear that. Oh, he's real. Right now, he's real. In the midst of, he's Somehow, we got to remove him from being up there to being right here. Hallelujah! The Holy Spirit is in you. He's not just in you, but he's all around you. Oh, and when you are walking in this purpose, God will work miracles your name on it. You know, you know what? Watch this, watch this. What he does for me, you can't see. But you can see what he does for you. He's personal to you and yet personal to me. I don't know how he does it, but he makes me feel like it's just me and him. At the same time, he makes you feel like it's just you and him. He don't tell me your business, Amen. and he don't share my business with you. Amen. But we both can testify that he's good, yes, not just sometimes, all time. but all the time. We both have to testify yes. that when you humble yourself yes, under his mighty hand, yes, he'll show up all the time, all the time. and right on time. Right on. He thank God yes. just sometimes, all but... He's here Every right now. He's with me. Right now. He's by my side. Right now. He's holding me. Right now. He's keeping me. Right now. He knows what I need. Right now. He provides. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Yes, sir. He's for me. He's for me. He's for me. He got me. He got me. He got 
He got me. He got me. He's mine. He's mine. He's mine. He's mine. Right now he's mine. Right now he's mine. Right now he's mine. I know he's mine. He got me right now. He's proved himself to me. He talks to me. He talks with me. He holds me. He takes care of me. Does he do that for you? Set up a 